Welcome back to the Yellow Box Podcast. This week, we are joined by one of Community's founding pastor, John Ferguson, as we continue our series, Dangerous Prayers. For more information, please visit us at www.communitychristian.org. And remember, you can always find us at the Yellow Box on Sundays at 9.30 a.m., 11.15 a.m., and 5 p.m. We hope to see you there. All right, good morning. How's everybody doing today? You guys good? Good. Yeah, my name's John. I'm one of the pastors here, and uh, it's, uh, it's a great weekend at Community. Many of you might know it's our Blast Weekend, which is the winter retreat for our junior high and high school students. And so we have about, I don't know, over a thousand students and leaders that are up at the Kalahari Resort uh, getting absolutely no sleep, eating horrible food, but having an incredible time. So uh, I hope if you haven't had a chance to, that you're uh, taking a look at it on Facebook Live. If you go to the Community Christian Church Facebook page, you can actually take part in it. And it's really a fun experience to see what's happening with our students. So uh, keep them in your prayers uh, over the course of this weekend. And I'm looking forward to hearing uh, how all that goes. You know, I don't think anybody uh, likes to be, you know, found out or exposed. Am I right? Anybody say, oh yeah, I, would, I love that idea. No, I think we all would agree. Nobody wants to, you know, have your mistakes or your, your blunders just sort of like, you know, out in the open for all the world to see. And I'm guessing that most of us could probably come up with a few very public kind of gotcha moments when the failures of some famous you know, people were laid bare in the public eye. And even as I mentioned that, I would guess a couple come to mind. How many of you remember this cringeworthy moment for Steve Harvey at last year's Miss Universe contest? Remember this? Take a look. Miss Universe 2015 is Columbia! Okay, folks, uh, there's, I have to apologize. The first runner up is Columbia. Miss Universe 2015 is Philippines. Ooh, that, that's, man, that's just still painful to watch, isn't it? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know that Steve Harvey will ever be able to live that one down. Mm. Uh, but you know, when it comes to gotcha moments, I mean, at least that one was just incredibly embarrassing, right? Uh, But what about the moments where, you know, the failure was much more painful? I think one of the most memorable had to be when uh, President Bill Clinton was exposed for his affair with Monica Lewinsky. Almost cost him his presidency, dragged our nation through an entire uh, horrible season of scandal. Or how about Lance Armstrong's gotcha moment when he could no longer hide the truth that steroids played a role in his string of Tour de France championships? I mean, it was a crushing blow to millions of people who admired Armstrong as an example of how to live strong, right, and and to overcome incredible obstacles. And it's hard to forget Tiger Woods, you know, when you bring up public failures as his wife chased him out of the house with a golf club and found out that he'd been unfaithful. And then we learned days later that he was really a serial cheater and Woods' golf game fell apart as his public, his private life was exposed for the whole world to see. 
Now, thankfully, none of us are famous enough to make the cover of the National Enquirer, but wouldn't that be one of your greatest fears? I mean, the fear of being exposed, you know, that your greatest mistakes and your your darkest secrets would be found out. Well, today we're going to talk about something that I would consider to be rather dangerous. I want to talk about something I would consider to be rather dangerous today, and it's actually exposing your own secrets. I'm talking about taking the initiative to actually come clean about some of the shadiest parts of your own life. Aren't you glad you came today? (laughs) Seem crazy? Well, maybe. But that's what we do when we pray this dangerous prayer, cleanse me. Cleanse me. You know, dangerous prayers are prayers that invite God to work in our lives and to take us to a a deeper experience of our faith. And so if you're here today and maybe you come and you're feeling a little listless, a little bored, maybe even, you know, a little unfulfilled in your spiritual journey, it might just be that you're playing it too safe. And maybe it's time that you get just a little bit dangerous. And see, these dangerous prayers that we've been talking about this series, they can actually help us grow in our relationship with God, grow in our relationship with other folks that are here in the church, and grow in our relationship with the world. And we call these relationships uh, the three C's. And the idea is that we grow deeper and deeper in each one of these relationships. We also introduced you to this 3C spiritual growth plan, an online tool that can help you kind of take an inventory of your own spiritual journey and set some goals for next steps. But today we're focusing on this uh, one in particular dangerous prayer. And I want you to uh, say it along with me on three. Let's go to the next slide, okay? Let's say this prayer together, okay? One, two, three. Lord, cleanse me of my sin so that I can grow closer to you. And while there are all sorts of next steps each of us could take in our relationship with God, this step, this prayer, what it's challenging us to do is take a step and grow in the practice of confession. Grow in the practice of confession. Now, I don't think many of us pray this prayer very often, do we? And yet I really believe, and after thinking about this a lot over the past week or so, I really believe that this step toward confession, I mean, I think it could be a huge breakthrough for many of us. Now, I want to clarify what we mean by confession, because when I talk about confession, you might have all sorts of notions in your mind, depending on how you were raised. But to be clear, okay, what we're talking about today is confessing our sins to the entire church. So who wants to go first? (laughs) Somebody actually raised. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I couldn't resist that. Okay. Actually, here's what we're talking about. We're talking about confessing our sins to God, confessing our sins to God. We're if you look at the, uh, the book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, which was a letter written to Jewish Christians in the New Testament, we read that we can actually go directly to God. We don't need a middleman. We can approach God personally to confess our sin. All right, but here's the question, okay? We're talking about confessing our sin to God. Here's the question, why? I mean, I mean why should we? Doesn't God already know what I'm thinking, what I've thought, what I did, what I'm doing? Doesn't God already know? Why do I need to confess to him? Well, here's why. Unconfessed sin puts distance between us and God. Unconfessed sin actually puts distance between us and God. Now, a few people understood this as well as David, King David, one of the greatest leaders in all of history. And in Psalm 51, as he confessed his sin to God, he wrote this. He said, do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. 
As he's confessing his sin to God, he says, do not cast me from your presence. Don't take your Holy Spirit from me. David knew what it was like to be a friend of God, to have this incredible, ever-deepening relationship with God. But his sin was definitely putting distance between him and God. So let me ask you, okay? Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like that? You know, like God is sort of, you know, way out there somewhere. You know, maybe you'd say, you know, he seems so far away. It's almost difficult for you to even remember what it felt like when he, when he was close or when he felt close. And, you know, you might believe it up here that he loves you, but it's been a long time since you really felt it inside right here that he loves you. Or maybe you just don't really sense God's guidance or direction anymore. You know, you believe he guides other people. You hear people talking about how they're receiving promptings from him and they, they get direction from him, but he just doesn't seem to be directing you. It's almost like there's some sort of like wall between you and God. Have you ever felt that way? You see, the truth is our sin doesn't alter God's love for us. God will never love you any more or any less than he does right now. Our sin does not alter God's love for us, but our sin can put distance between us and God. I mean, relationships are never static, right? And we know that, right? And our relationship with God is no different. We're always either growing closer to God or we're growing further and further away from God. See, and we may not even realize that we've wandered away from him. It might not be intentional, but even still, sometimes I think we can just feel a sort of lostness, if you will. You know, on uh, one of my first dates with my now wife, Lisa, we got lost. True story. I was uh, taking her to a fancy schmancy restaurant on the south side of Chicago for Lake Perch. It was really, it was kind of fancy schmancy at the time. And she actually, that was actually her favorite. And this was pre-Google Maps or Waze or however it is that you uh, get around now, guys. This was when men were men. And the only way we ever really got anywhere was to wander around until we actually found it. Or heaven forbid, we actually humble ourselves and ask for directions. And of course, I wasn't about to stoop to such depths when I was trying to impress my future wife. Well, we finally got to our, our destination. And well, just to be clear, I wasn't intentionally getting lost, Okay. But apparently I, I just took a few wrong turns and you know, before we knew it, we were nowhere near where we wanted to be. But you know, I think our relationship with God can kind of be like that too. You know? I mean, sometimes we deliberately make choices that, that put distance between us and God, but other times it's like we make a few wrong turns or we just sort of like make a few poor choices that slowly take us further and further away from God. And, and before we know it, we just feel kind of lost. But I know this, and rest assured in this, either way, okay, our wandering does not alter God's love for us. But the truth is, it does put distance between us. And this prayer, cleanse me, see, is a prayer that is meant to close that gap, okay, and bring us closer to God. So what's happening when we pray this prayer? I mean, what's really happening when we pray this prayer, cleanse me? Well, first, when I pray, cleanse me, I acknowledge my dirt. Yeah, I acknowledge my dirt. I acknowledge to God that I've sinned. I own that, you know, I've allowed something, something to put distance between me and him. Uh, you know, Jesus told a parable about two men, all right, one who acknowledged his dirt and the other who didn't. And Jesus told this parable like this. He said, uh, two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like other people. Robbers, evildoers, adulterers. 
Or even like this tax collector over here. I mean, I I fast twice a week and I give a tenth to the poor. Now, we might read this and kind of think, well, that Pharisee, I mean, he seems like a pretty, you know, pompous snob, right? But the truth is, you know, we can also fall into this trap. You know, we think we're good because we avoid the biggies, right? Like, I don't know, murder, adultery, lying, stealing, right? So we might think to ourselves, hey, I'm basically a good person. I, I do pretty good stuff. You know, it kind of reminds me of that hashtag humble brag. You ever see that on, on Twitter or Facebook? Hashtag humble brag. Yeah, I mean, it, it's everywhere. Basically, if you want to brag about something that you did that you think is pretty awesome, then hashtag it humble brag, and some of that's supposed to make it okay to like flaunt your accomplishments. All right, I found one good example I thought I'd show you. Okay, somebody called Bitfunk, he tweeted this. He says, it always feels a little odd to me when I get recognized randomly in public. I never know what to say. I'm glad it doesn't happen often. Hashtag humble brag. <laughs> and so, you know, before we get too smug and, you know, humble brag like this Pharisee about not being guilty of big sins, Jesus says this, okay? But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Now, the people listening to Jesus telling this story at this point, they're thinking, okay, this is going about how it should go. I mean, everybody knew that tax collectors were, you know, corrupt bottom dwellers who would cheat their neighbors out of everything they could get. You know, just think, you know, Green Bay Packer fan, you'll have the image I'm trying to create here. (laughs) I mean, if you stood a tax collector next to a Pharisee and asked a first century person, okay, who's the bad guy? I mean, 10 out of 10, they would have pointed to the tax collector, right? But then Jesus shocks them and says this. He says, I tell you that this man, pointing to the tax collector, all right, he's the one who went home justified before God. See, one man went home in a right relationship with God, and it was the tax collector. as the one who acknowledged his dirt and confessed his sin willingly. And so often, I think when we feel far from God or we feel kind of stuck in our spiritual journey, and we don't realize that it's our sin that's the issue. You know, it's kind of like having you know, spinach stuck between your tooth and teeth and you don't even realize it. You know, one of Jesus' closest followers, John the disciple, said, if we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. And the truth is every one of us, I mean, we've all got dirt in our lives you know, we all sin. It might be, you know, a lie we told. It could be a website we visited. It could be poverty we ignored, a racist comment we failed to confront. It might be the juicy gossip we spread. It might be the Nickelback song you downloaded. <laughs> Hopefully nothing that scandalous. <laughs> but the truth is, see, acknowledging our dirt is more than just drawing up a list of sins. It's also about recognizing ways we've tried to find hope and significance apart from God. Do you get that? It's not only, you know, it's not just drawing up a list of all the things that maybe you've done wrong or or ways you put distance between you and God, a list of sins. It's also, you know, recognizing how we've tried to find hope and significance apart from God when we've been, you know, more concerned about pleasing people than pleasing God, when we've, you know, looked for fulfillment in possessions or in popularity instead of a relationship with Jesus Christ, or the ways we've trusted our own abilities instead of trusting in God. You see, prayer, this prayer cleanse me is not just an acknowledgement of our dirt. It's also recognizing I can't cleanse myself. And it's an admission of my need for God. I mean, it's really praying alongside that that tax collector. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. 
And that brings us to the second dimension of this prayer. See, when I pray, cleanse me, I don't just acknowledge my dirt. I also allow God to wash me. I not only acknowledge my dirt, I also allow God to wash me. You know, remember what the apostle John said. He said, if we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But then he went on to share some really, really good news, folks. He said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. You know, we talk about how God is just. You've heard people say that before. Well, God's a just God, right? Yeah, he is a just God. You know what? He is just to forgive. Why? Because Jesus already paid the price for our sins. That's why he's just to forgive. And so often we hide our dirt because we're afraid of being exposed or judged or rejected. But see, John tells us that we can, when we confess our sins to God, what we find is forgiveness. What we find is a heavenly father who stands by our side. And you know, if you're a parent, you probably understand this pretty well, don't you? I mean, if one of your kids messes up, I mean, would you rather that kid hide it from you or come clean and tell you? I think any loving parent would want the kid to, to tell you. I mean, I think parents long for that kind of honest relationship. And you see, nothing's really hidden from God anyway. And like a loving parent, God will not abandon us. He will not leave us wallowing in our mistakes. Now he'll work to free us from them. And when we confess our sin, what we experience in return is grace and peace and mercy and freedom. But what we also find is a God who truly wants to cleanse us. And I think that's why praying this prayer, cleanse me, is such a dangerous prayer. Because it's an invitation to let God take action in our lives. I mean, it's so much more safe, isn't it, to pray, pray God, you know, change my circumstances or, you know, change my situation or, you know, change that person over there, right? I mean, that's a lot easier to pray, isn't it? That's, that's much more safe, much less dangerous, right? When we pray, cleanse me, I mean, we're saying, you know what, God, I am the problem. Change me. And it might be the only time someone says, it's not you, it's me, and it really be true. (laughs) And it takes courage and humility. But see, if we want God to work on our lives and lead us to a deeper faith, we've got to get dangerous. And look at Psalm 51. Listen to how David invites God to work in his life. David says, cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. And the imagery here of cleansing and washing, what does it remind you of? It reminds me of baptism. It reminds me of baptism because in in fact, in baptism, that's what's happening. When a person is lowered into the water and they come up up, out of the water, raised back up again. See, it symbolizes how God mysteriously washes us of our sin and gives us that chance to start over. And if you've ever been baptized, I mean, just think back from it. Do you remember the joy you experienced as you came up out of the water? Do you remember that sense of joy, that, that feeling of, wow, a fresh start? Do you remember that? Uh, German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer ties it all together. And I love what he says in this quote. He says, what happened to us in baptism is bestowed upon us anew in confession. We are delivered out of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. That is joyful news. Confession is the renewal of the joy of baptism. You see, when I pray, cleanse me. I acknowledge my dirt and I ask God to give me a fresh start. 
And you know, for many of us here today, I think the step that we need to take to deepen our relationship with God is to pray that prayer, cleanse me. It's to pray that prayer, cleanse me. Lord, cleanse me of my sins so that I can grow closer to you. And you know, if you want to do that, that's something you've got to be intentional about. You've got to make space in order to have that. Cleanse me is a prayer that requires you to take time to reflect on your life and invite God to go to work in you. And you know, and a lot of people find journaling to be a really helpful way to make that happen, to practice confession. And I think it's a, a great way to get quiet and ask God to bring to mind anything, you know, over the course of that day or the previous day that you need to reflect on. And, and as I write, or I should really say type in my own journal, I kind of let my thoughts or try to let my thoughts be directed to, to the things I need to pay attention to. And sometimes it's unacknowledged sin or, or sin that, you know, I just wasn't aware of or didn't want to be aware of. I know an old school preacher from Tennessee who had kind of a unique way of practicing confession. Yeah, he decided the imagery of water, of cleansing, fit best in the shower. And so every morning as he takes his shower, he he prays this prayer, cleanse me. And you know, as he washes his head, you know, he thinks about his mind and any thoughts that he's had that might not have been pleasing to God. And as he washes his eyes, he thinks and prays and asks God to cleanse him of anything that he allowed his eyes to to gaze on that might not have been pure and pleasing to God. And as he washes his chest, he thinks about his heart and any bitterness or anger that he might have in his heart. And as he, well, I won't go through every single body part. You probably get the idea. But the point is this, okay, praying cleanse me, folks, isn't something that comes natural to most of us. And I really believe that we have to create intentional space for it. But remember, see, our sin doesn't alter God's love for us one iota. But the fact is, it does affect our closeness to him. And I have to believe that in a room this size with this many people, there's some that came here this morning, and there is a growing distance between you and God. And for some of you, maybe you once felt really close to God, and now that... You know, if you're honest, it's beginning to feel like a distant memory. Or or maybe if you're, you know, honest, we'd had a chance to sit down and talk. You'd say, yeah, you know what? I, I just don't feel like I sense his direction or his guidance like I once did or like others seem to. And if that's you this morning, you need to pray. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. And so I want to give all of us an opportunity to pray this prayer of cleanse me this morning and And if there's something in your life that's putting distance between you and God, just acknowledge it today, would you? And if if you're not sure what it is, ask God to lead you or direct you to what it might be that's putting distance between you and him. And when he kind of shows that to you or leads you to that, then acknowledge it, confess it to him and let him cleanse you. And so I'm gonna say a prayer and it's a, a prayer of confession. And I want you to repeat it after me, okay? It's a, it's a prayer of cleansing. It's a prayer of kind of examine, if you will. And it's sort of line-by-line prayer. I'll say one line, and then you repeat that line after me, okay? I'll say another line, then you repeat it after me. And as we do, know that I mean, your sin in no way alters God's love for you, but it does put distance between you and him. And when we pray this prayer cleansing, it can close the gap as we acknowledge our sin and draw closer to him. All right, let's pray this prayer together, okay? I'll say the line, and then you can repeat it after me. Father God, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, 
that I have sinned through my own fault. In my thoughts and in my words. And what I have done. And what I have failed to do. And I ask you, my brothers and sisters. To pray for me to the Lord our God. We pray this in your name. Amen.